Welcome to Favorite Things with Mark, your home for all things random, rambling, and nonsensical. And we are back. Yay! All right. So today we are going to talk about summer movie season. Hmm, summer movies. Uh, and so uh, I'm, I may end up just putting this one up. Out of order. We'll find out. Yeah. Anyhow, okay. it really doesn't matter. I can put them whatever order I want. It's my podcast. That's right. Uh, it is called Favorite Things with Mark. Um, <laughs> so uh, we have the AMC Stubbs A-list this yes. year. And so because of that, we're going and seeing a lot more movies. Yes. And so this is the first time in a while that I have jumped in with both feet into summer movie blockbuster season. So whenever I say summer movie, what, what comes to your head? What imagery, what movies, what, what really pops into your head when I say that? Summer movies. I, I guess I just think of the big, like the big, um, uh, like Avengers and, Stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, for me, growing up, we didn't go to the movies, so I didn't know there was a thing. as summer movie blockbusters. Uh-huh. Um, we went with my family. I think we probably went about once a year with every new Disney movie, mm-hmm. you know, princess, whatever movie that would come out. We would go see that. Yeah. But that was pretty much it. Occasionally, we'd go see something else once in a while, but I had no knowledge of summer movies until you came along. Uh-huh. So it's kind of a fairly new concept for me of the, these big blockbuster movies and yeah so uh for for me whenever i think of summer blockbusters the first thing that comes to mind is these are the movies that from christmas until probably middle of june they're the trailers that you see and you're like i have to see that it's in, in 1996, it's Independence Day. In uh, 2008, it's The Dark Knight. Uh, in, uh, in 2012, it was The Avengers. It's, it's these movies that they're events. They're, they're almost bigger than, than the two or even, in some cases, three-hour time frame that these movies take up. They're, they're these big tent pole releases where you have to go in to be a part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, and so looking up, uh, doing a little history, a little bit of research, uh, summer blockbusters really date back to jaws. I know you haven't seen jaws no. yet. I still want you to watch it because it's, I don't know. it is so good. It is such a good movie. I was surprised by it. I, just saw Jaws right before we bought this house. Yeah. And it is a phenomenal movie. Just great movie. Not not a great summer movie. Great movie. Okay, so after yesterday, do you still think I would like Jaws? I don't care. I think you need to see it. <laughs> I think you need to see it. It's not about monsters fighting. It's a it's a it's about a small town. The the shark is only part of the story. It's just a good movie. Anyhow, <laughs> my digression aside, <laughs> this whole show is digressions. Anyhow, yeah. uh, 
so Jaws comes out summer of 1970 something uh, and blows people away. So shortly after that, in comes Star Wars. Star Wars, mm-hmm. May the 4th, blows the doors off of everything. You couldn't get in to see Star Wars for days after it came out. And it's just continued ever since. Uh, the thinking for, for executives and most people is that in summer, kids are off. Families are looking for mm-hmm. something to do together to beat the heat. Yeah. It's something you can do in spite of weather. Movies, it's it's a communal experience. And during the summer, I would agree. As much as I love the control and um, experience of, of my home, the some of these movies are better with a crowd. Uh, Avengers, yeah. w- that we went and saw uh, at the tail end of, of April, uh, was better as a, a crowd experience, yeah. I think, than it would be alone. Um, <laughs> that's a mess waiting to happen. The cats are fighting around the food bowl. Oh. Anyhow. <laughs> um, and uh, when I say summer movie, understand that that doesn't mean a movie that comes uh, June 20, is it 22nd? I, I don't even, I can never keep up. With okay. It, it doesn't mean that it comes between the middle of June and yeah. the end of September, early October. It means that it means that it came out as a part of this kind of conglomerate of movies that come out right now. The range is anywhere from late March mm-hmm. uh, to about the first or second week in August okay. is, is this blocking called summer movie season. Now during this time, most uh, major motion picture uh, production companies try to put out their most expensive films. Uh, Mm -hmm. The only exception to that is they'll occasionally put uh, some more weight around the Christmas holiday, but the summer movie time is when you'll see uh, a large portion of your Marvel movies. It's when you'll see, uh, at least one or two Disney movies. It's when you'll see uh, a disaster movie or a monster movie. It's uh, not a horror movie. Uh, there are different yeah. times of the year for that. Uh, a big monster movie, though, yeah. it's best time uh, traditionally for, for people to go see it is during the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I love summer movies. Ever since, Ever since I was a kid, we would go... See, we would see one or two movies during the summer, mm-hmm. um, and then, uh, and then whenever I got my driver's license, that was freedom for me. Was mm-hmm. going to the movies, and I remember in 1996. It's not a particularly great movie. I I don't even know if I would call it a good movie, um, but I went with my dad, and and we did it as as kind of a reward. For, for I finished the year well at school, and and part of it was just to have a, a father son just time out. We we went and saw the 1996 superhero film, The Phantom. Phantom <laughs> was intended to be a blockbuster. It bombed at the box office, mm. but it was intended to be a blockbuster. the The cool thing is, just because a movie's intended to be a blockbuster doesn't mean it will be. Yes, um, but. Uh, I remember going and seeing that movie and it was, it was Indiana Jones 
with a guy in a purple leotard. And <laughs> it's a silly movie. It's a really silly movie. Um, but honestly, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I think that's the biggest thing about most summer movies is they're supposed to be fun. And yeah. if you have fun at a summer movie, then the movie has achieved its goal. Yeah. Um, if you hear the pitter-patter of little feet, that's our cats deciding that they need their exercise for yes. the day. It's time to play, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, no, I love uh, summer blockbusters. For me, uh, the, the ones that come to mind are uh, all of the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember going to theaters to see... Disney movies every summer. I, mm-hmm. I specifically remember going with my my family to see the movies Holes, um, Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember going and seeing. Uh, in two thousand four, I remember seeing several bad movies. Okay. Uh, I remember going with my brother to see. Uh, let's see here, Alien versus Predator, which. If you ask anybody in who has an opinion about the Aliens or Predator mm-hmm. franchises, is is considered to be the worst of any of those movies. It's fun. It's stupid. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we went and saw Chronicles of Riddick, uh, which is a personal favorite, even though I, I very much realize it is not a good movie. Um, <laughs> we went and saw... Uh, Spider-Man 4, uh, Spider-Man 4, Spider-Man 2, uh, which in hindsight is not as good as we thought it was at the time. Yeah. Um, I remember going and seeing uh, King Arthur, uh, which was kind of riding the coattails of Lord of the Rings, Gladiator, uh, the big epics of the time. Uh, and and those... Uh, and born, the Born Supremacy were were the movies that I remember going and seeing and and being ecstatic about. And uh, the cool thing about summer movies is, for most of them, not all of them, but for most of them, five, ten, twenty years on, you won't remember what they are. <laughs> uh, an, another term that gets tossed around with them and I believe intentionally, is uh, popcorn films. Okay. Well, think about it. So popcorn, when you eat it, it doesn't have a whole lot of substance, uh, nutritionally yeah. or filling. Uh, it's something you eat, you enjoy, yeah. and then you walk away to have a real meal. Yes. Okay. That's a summer movie. <laughs> uh, I Maybe popcorn movie is a better term. Yeah, but, I like that term. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the type of movie... That you go, you enjoy, you walk away, and even if you really enjoyed it, later you pick it up and you own it. It's one that it, it was there for enjoyment and you walked away. Yeah. So I, I I love a good summer movie. So going back through some more uh-huh. uh, favorite summer movies, uh, some that stand out to me is most all of the Marvel movies. Okay. Uh Specifically, Iron Man and Captain America and Avengers. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy was one I was excited about before anyone knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were in the larger public. Yeah. I'd read uh, the Dan Abnett and uh, Andy Lanning, and I may have gotten those names mixed up. Uh, comic from <laughs> 2008. Uh, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember 
I remember going and seeing the fourth Die Hard movie, um, which some people like, some people don't. I really enjoyed. Uh, I remember going and seeing the first Transformers movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time thinking it was really, really good. And then, uh, and then I don't remember much about it after that. Um, yeah. Summer movies. Yeah. And I remember guardians of the galaxy was really fun to go watch. Yes. It I mean, was. I know we've talked about this before cause that was probably my favorite Marvel movie. Yeah. But because I mean, it's just, it's just fun. And, um, was it Chris Pratt. Yes. It? You know, he just, he's just phenomenal. He's funny and yeah. But yeah, for me, another one that was, I guess we talked about this a little while ago, was supposed to be a summer blockbuster. Yeah. But they did not advertise it. Yes. We went into, not knowing what it was, was Stardust. Mm-hmm. Um, we went into it because we were walking around Opry Mills Mall. Yes. And we're like, well, let's go see a movie. And so we we're sitting there talking about which movie, and I don't remember what I was out at the so, time. So you wanted to go see a rom-com. Yes. I wanted to see The Born Ultimatum. Yes, and, and we, we compromised, were, and we said, neither one of us knows what this Stardust movie is. We'll yeah. check it out. And I think you were thinking that you were getting the raw end of the deal on that because you were thinking it was probably going to be a girly so, movie. I remember watching it with you and begrudgingly enjoying it. Yes. Because I I kind of went in scraping my heels. Uh, uh, it's been a long journey in marriage and relationship. <laughs> to to learn how to to be healthy and how we relate to each other yes. but i remember coming out of it and and kind of having to begrudgingly admit that it was a really fun movie it was a really fun movie and it was what neither one of us expected yes and we both thoroughly enjoyed it oh absolutely. and now we own it yes and whenever we watch it i think every time we watch it we like it even more yeah it's it's a fun fantasy movie so, um i don't know if it got the big blockbuster that they were hoping for that year but i think it has fallen into the field of cult classic yeah. it's it's one of those that has gained appreciation over time yes um, so looking at this year, okay. um, so this year I'm going to, I'm going to read off the movies that we've seen this, this summer blockbuster yeah. season. Uh, and then we can talk a little bit about these, uh, one of which we've already talked at length about. Right. So we will very briefly touch on. Yes. Um, but so this summer we have seen Avengers Endgame. Yes. Shazam. Yeah. Aladdin. And Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yes. All right. So, out of that list, if you're, we're not even going to number them, but if no. you're picking your top and you're picking your bottom, what's your top and what's your bottom for this year so far? 2019 summer movie season, part one. What is your top? Um, what is your bottom as of right now? I'm going to say yesterday. Aladdin is probably my top this year. Uh-huh. And Godzilla is my bottom. Okay. All Does right. that surprise you at all? No, not at all. <laughs> we, we've talked about this yes. at length. I've I've had some fun at your expense about yes. it. Yes. Um, so, so real quick, for the listeners, what is it about Aladdin that puts it at number one for you? And what is it about Godzilla that puts it down at the bottom? Well... I think it just brings parts of my childhood. I was, what, like, what year did the original one come out? 92. 92. So I was 12 years old when yes. I first saw that in theater for the animated 
you know, full length uh-huh. feature. Um, and so it, it had all the songs from the original in it. I mean, it might have been missing a couple, but yeah. But you know, the songs that were in it, there was a couple new songs, but most of all, it was the songs I was familiar with. Yes. Um, I like the characters in there. Um, I love I loved Jasmine. Yeah. Um, and just her character throughout it, and some little twists they put in there. I'm not going to spoil. Uh-huh. Um, with her character that you know was not from the original one, but I. I really liked it and just, you know, what they did with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the Sultan. Um, I think in the animated one, he was this kind of goofy puppet kind of. Yeah, he was a dunce. Yeah, he was a, he was a dunce and just always trying to shove crackers in the parrot's. Uh, yeah, what's his name? The parrot's mouth? Iago. Iago, that's what I was trying to. I almost said Yaju. I'm like, that's not right. Iago. And, you know, just kind of that kind of. Mm-hmm. you know, cheesy kind of stuff that I guess as an adult, I'm like, I'm over it. Yes. So I kind of, I love that he was, he was a good rounded Sultan. He was yeah. a ruler mm-hmm. that, you know, and you know, and you still have all the stuff between him and Jafar that, yes. you know, it's still the same, but he's, he's not a puppet unless he's under the spell. Yeah. It was a lot more um, nuanced. Yes. So I love that. Um, I loved Will Smith as a genie. I know you had some issues with it, with him trying to be Robin Williams at some points, or they made him. Um, but you could talk about that. But yeah, I did, I'll talk I did, about I it. I liked, I liked his take on the genie. Yes. Um, throughout throughout it, I didn't have the same issues that you did. So I, yeah, I know I just really liked it. And then uh, I'm trying to think with like Aladdin, even, mm-hmm. um, you know. I just, he was Aladdin, but he was also grown up and um, not completely self-centered. And mm-hmm. um, Well, he's the hero of the story. Yeah, if you, he, make, if you yeah. make a hero of the story entirely self-centered, yeah. they're not much of a hero. Yeah, I like that he was awkward, mm-hmm. um, especially after he asked to be a prince. Yeah. Um, the awkwardness just kind of brought that, you know... That sense of tension in there, along with like, okay, what's you know, mm-hmm. I was like looking, I'm like, are you okay? And what's going on? Um, but no, I just, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I, I liked it better than the animated. Okay. But it could just be me from a grown up point of view. It could be um, seeing it as an adult. The way I do tend to enjoy more acted movies now over animated. Okay, so. That was your top. Yeah. Now talking about your bottom, <laughs> I I want you to explain to everyone uh, as best you can and it, it, as succinct a way as you can what it is that you don't like about Godzilla and films of its type. I mean, it's just monsters fighting. Uh-huh. Um, that just doesn't do it for me. I'm like, I... I could watch Avengers. I, I, and you and I talked about this yesterday is, you know, as you, I've watched Avengers from the beginning. So I've watched these characters. I know these characters. And so with each Avengers movie, it does get more and more intense until the ones where it's mostly big battles, but you understand where these characters are coming from Yes. with Godzilla. It's just monsters fighting. And I've got no, I've got no 
connection to these monsters. They're just monsters, and I just I'm, they're just doing destruction to the whole world. It's not even just one city, uh-huh. but it's the entire world is in destruction uh-huh. because of all these monsters and. Um, the humans are trying to figure out how to get these monsters under control. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's to me, it's just chaos with no, um, I don't even know the right word. It, chaos. It's just chaos. And <laughs> no reason <laughs> no for reason. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No reason. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I don't know. That's, you know, I just, I don't enjoy it. That's right. I, I went because I know. You know, I wanted to go with you because you really wanted to see it, and you took me to see Aladdin. And yes. So I, I went with you to see that, and I don't regret going. Uh huh. So I didn't absolutely hate it. Uh huh. But I didn't love it. Okay. All right. So talking about my favorites, my number one is going to be right up next after this break. <laughs> And we're back. Uh, so, talking about my favorite and least favorite mm-hmm. movies so far this summer, uh, I'll start with my bottom, and then I'll I'll go back up to the top. Okay. So, my least favorite this summer is your favorite this summer. I uh, knew you were going to say that too. <laughs> is is Aladdin? And I want to be upfront and clear. I use the term least favorite very specifically because it's been a really good summer for movies yeah. that we've seen so far. I actually really enjoyed Aladdin. It it just if I'm if I'm doing a, a top and bottom, Aladdin just just lands there. Yeah. Uh, a few reasons, but probably my biggest one is it is a. It's a remake. Yes. Um, and, and it is a very faithful remake, but it is a remake. Um, and my tension with the Will Smith genie wasn't in Will Smith's portrayal. Will Smith right. did great. He did a great job. Um, I felt like they could have let Will Smith run with the character more and owned it more because the parts that really made me swell with either laughter or excitement when Will Smith was on the screen were when he got to play the character his way. Yes. When he got to freestyle rap, when he yeah. got to put a little bit of the, the classic Will Smith attitude uh, yeah. into the character and, and make it his own. That's when that character really solidified for me. When he would do stuff that felt kind of obligatory. Uh, the singing of Arabian nights, um, when, when he has to do lines that, that Robin Williams did just because we consider them iconic. Yeah. They changed other lines and other songs. They changed other plot points in the movie. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they let Will Smith freestyle yeah. something different? Um, and, and that's, that's nitpicking. I just, I want to be clear. Yeah. The movie's fun. If you enjoy Aladdin, you're going to enjoy this. Yeah. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the fact that they had people of color playing people of color. Yes. Um, it was a really, really good uh, decision. Great direction. Uh, Alan Menken killing it as always on the music. Yeah. Um, it was really good. Uh, my number one is, and I, I won't talk at length about it because I already spent an hour and a half yes. talking about it, 
is Avengers Endgame. Uh, and the reason it's my number one is it's the culmination of uh, 22 films in a climax that was, it didn't just meet my expectations, but it far exceeded my expectations. And honestly, uh, at the very least, bought brought excellent closure to a storyline and possibly launches a whole new chapter. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll, we'll find out how good a job it did at that. But I know for certain, even now that it brought closure in an excellent way. Uh, And I really enjoyed that. So uh, I'm going to go down through these real quick and we'll talk about them just, just briefly. Okay. Um, And, and if you've already talked about it a little bit, uh, you you can enumerate on something, or you can, uh, or you can just go. Eh, I've already talked about that. Yeah. All right. So we'll start uh, in order. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, we spent an hour and a half yeah. gushing over it. Um, brought closure to twenty-two Marvel movies. I. I really enjoyed it. Uh, honestly, it's it's why we have the AMC Stubbs yes. A list, um, and I'm really glad. Uh, I'm glad we saw it in IMAX. Honestly, I think out of the movies we've seen, three out of the four we've seen this summer have been in IMAX. And let me tell you, if a movie is is shot for IMAX or it's been it's been specifically tuned for IMAX, uh-huh. I. Th- I think that's the way I want to see movies because yeah. it just there's so much uh, to take in. I really yeah. enjoy that. Yeah, I, though I, I do. I prefer when we can see a movie in the in the dinner theater room. Uh huh. Just because you got the recliners. The recliners <laughs> are nice. The recliners are very nice. It's like we we were in the same theater yesterday for both movies. And yeah. Fun fact: they actually started playing Aladdin the second time we were in there. They had to stop it. <laughs> yes, they, realized they did. When they realized at the last preview that, oh, this is Aladdin. We, yep. we knew because of the previews. Anyway, um, but like my legs are sitting there. My legs just start cramping and uh-huh. I, I don't know. It's just I'm like, I prefer the dine-in. But, um, but yeah, the IMAX is good. It's that clarity. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And and if, if you're looking for, if you haven't yet seen Avengers Endgame as most of the world has at this point... <laughs> Uh, IMAX is how the movie was shot, yeah. and it if you're looking for the full picture of how it, it plays out, it's probably the best way to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and it is worth worth the extra money. Yeah. And if you do the AMC stubs, you could buy the, you pay for the card or for the yeah, stubs. It's $20. It's the same price as the ticket, and then you could go see three movies a week. Yeah. A um, month. So, uh, we then, we went and saw Shazam, yes. and... Uh, Shazam was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. And I would say that was probably my second favorite movie this year uh-huh. so far. Um, and we did see that at the dinner theater. Um, so, so I got to relax and enjoy your and green tea enjoy, milkshake. Enjoy my green tea milkshake with the boba beads or however. Mm-hmm. It was so good. But, um, yeah, um, Shazam, it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. I, I had so, no expectation going into that. And it was so I. I honestly believe that uh, DC Comics is is on a rebound after um, after Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, and Justice League are. I'm just gonna say they're movies I don't like um, with characters I love, 
but they're movies I don't like. Yeah. Um, and Aquaman and Shazam were both fun movies. Yeah. Uh, they're not deep. They're not. Uh, they're they're not the type of movie that I I would write home about necessarily, but. They were a lot of fun. They're yeah. really good. I think they're the definition of popcorn movies where you just, you go in and you have a good time. Yeah. These are, I think these are characters that most people, unless you're into the comic books, most yeah. people aren't going to know these characters. Yes. So, and I think, so I think they weren't trying too hard to, yeah. you know, like with the Superman and Batman and stuff, they're, they just sat back and made a fun movie instead of trying to, oh, we have to do all this but. Yeah, it felt like less of an obligation, and yeah. it felt more like the the creators just got to make a fun movie. Yeah, um, and and so Shazam is kind of equal parts uh, a teen adventure uh, horror movie uh, superhero film yeah. coming of age tale, and it also has a really good uh, story about foster uh, yeah. parenting. Uh, and and families and uh, just a ton of fun uh, yeah. from beginning to end. Uh, I had a I had a smile on my face through through most of the climax. Um, I loved having to have two different actors portray the same character. Yeah, um, it it worked really well. Uh, I think uh, it's the superhero version of Big. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, it's done better. Well, a lot less problematic. Um, yeah. There was no statutory rape occurring. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Big all the way through. That's okay. It's <laughs> it's a really good Tom Hanks yeah. performance. I've seen all the way up to the point he becomes big. and then It's a really good Tom Hanks performance. It's a disturbing film if you really think about yeah. it. Um, but, yeah, Shazam is, is another one. Thumbs way, way up. Uh, it'll probably be on video uh, shortly after this goes to air. Bobby sniffing the mic. Um, yeah, I was just wondering if that's picking up or sniffing. I would love it if it was. Anyhow, um, yeah, so we've got two thumbs up movies so far. Yes. Two for two. Going into three. Yesterday was our double feature. I, mm -hmm. I took a day off from work. We decided, hey, we're going to go. See a couple movies, mm -hmm. grab some dinner. Um, yes. And so we both wanted to see Aladdin, and we talked about it a little bit, but was there anything else you wanted to add about Aladdin? Um, I don't know. Was there something we talked about that I didn't mention? Uh, I'm trying to think. Talked about songs, talked yeah. about actors. Uh, I liked that Aladdin and Jasmine actually have kind of, I felt like the chemistry and the setup for them being romantically involved was more natural. Uh, I felt like it fit better uh, yeah. in the story. It didn't feel forced or rushed. Right. Um, they yeah. fly around the kingdom of Agrabah instead of flying around the world at apparently supersonic speeds. Yeah. Um, Aladdin is a better hero in this yes. um i thought then in the animated film because he actually feels remorse and changes his mind before finding out that he's lost the lamp he 
Um, yeah. He is more proactive in his doing of good than uh, reactive. Yeah. I appreciated that. A lot of growth, nuance. It, it was a good movie. I I felt that Jasmine was a stronger character. Yeah. She actually had a drive and and desire and and ability of her own. I yeah. I appreciated that. Um, and then Jafar having motivation as a character was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, they he talked a little bit about his growing up, and then you understand. Yeah, he you understand why he became the villain he is. Yeah, he and Aladdin are the same character, just having made yeah. different choices. Yeah. And that's not an actual, that's a yeah. metaphorically. Um, but you got two people who grew up the same way and one made this choice and went that way. Yes. And did evil and the other made this choice and went that way and did good. Well, did slightly less evil. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I appreciated that everyone, including the genie, had a nuanced uh, just view on the world. They weren't. They weren't absolutely good, absolutely evil, absolutely silly. They were they were people. They they mm-hmm. operated in a in a kind of realistic way. Yeah. Um as I said before, I I felt like there there were areas where they should have let them off the leash a little bit more, but yeah. that's that's a nitpick. Yeah. It's a nitpick. Still thumbs up for me. Yeah. Um, and then we get to Godzilla, King of the Monsters. <laughs> okay, yes. I'll I'll talk about this one because unless yeah. you've got some more you want to say, I I don't really. It had eleven in it, or uh, but Millie Bobby Millie Brown. Bobby Brown. Uh-huh. I I she she was good in it. I liked her character. I think she was just eleven from the uh, Stranger Things. She talked a lot more. So she did talk a lot more. Um, she understood what she was talking about instead of the fact that she was just learning to talk. No, so, no egos in this movie. No egos in this movie. But I think she, she did a phenomenal job along uh-huh. with Kyle um, Chandler. Chandler, um, yeah, I think they did good. I just, I just didn't like the movie. <laughs> okay, so this is the one I'm probably going to talk about the most because for me, well, this is your least favorite. Yes, this indeed. is probably my number two. Yeah. Um, just because uh, Avengers Endgame is my top, just from an emotional standpoint, as well as a blockbuster spectacle. Mm -hmm. It's the one that ran away with the summer and it's going to be, it's going to be the movie to beat for me this summer. Um, and Shazam was, was a fun movie, but it, it didn't, uh, it didn't really go all the way for me. Um, uh, and Aladdin is, is probably hanging at the weakest but still really enjoyable godzilla was absolute insanity mm-hmm. and i loved it um i enjoyed the 2014 movie which is effectively jaws if jaws fought another shark or two at the end um and it's it's a really good movie it's mm-hmm. it's not just a good monster movie but it's a good movie yeah um this this film, I don't know that I would call it a good movie, but it was a fun movie. And it was it was a really, really um, just insane kaiju monster movie. Yeah. Uh, I have a little bit of background with Godzilla movies because on Saturdays, uh, occasionally through Mystery Science Theater, I would watch Godzilla movies. And yeah, maybe that's why I'm not catching it. Oh, it could I have be. no history with it. It could be. But... Uh, Godzilla, Mothra, Rodan, 
all these characters actually I, I've got a background with. I, I grew up watching them as a kid, and I love the the sheer insanity of of the story. And somehow, with with all the crazy, in your view, senseless monster stuff, they managed to tell a story from the human side that was actually really enjoyable. I, uh, I liked Kyle Chandler, Millie Bobby Brown and Vera Farmiga as an estranged family who find themselves on opposite ends of, uh, of a conflict. Yeah. I loved seeing Charles happy dance as a villain. <laughs> um, happy is not his real middle name. I just insert whatever adjective I can in front of his last name. Uh, whenever I can, Charles can't dance. Charles, uh, awkward <laughs> dance. What? Well, it's just fun. Anyhow, uh, I enjoyed uh, Bradley Whitford as as one of the guys in the in the lab. Thomas Middleditch as one of the monarch uh, scientists. I brought. I love that they they have a shared universe now between the Godzilla movies and Kong Skull Island. Um, to where one of the characters from Kong Skull Island appeared as an older. Uh, different actor, but as an older character in uh, Godzilla King of Monsters. Mm. And they're building up to next summer, we're going to see uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Nice. Well, I'm going to see. I don't you know are. if you'll see, but no, I mean, I'm, I I'm looking forward to it uh, just because these are these are the types of movies I, I grew up watching on Saturdays. And yeah, they're silly fun, but I, I just enjoy them. I, I enjoyed uh the conflict that they built, I I felt that even though it was it was comic book exposition, that the character's motivation within the film made sense, even if outside of the film it wouldn't. Within the film, it was it was uh, it was just as uh, sensical as anything else in the film. Uh, outside the film, it made no sense. But mm -hmm. I love Ken Watanabe uh, as as one of the monarch chiefs uh just it was a really good if you enjoy big monsters fighting uh in a city smashing it you'll enjoy this movie if you don't enjoy that type of movie uh go see aladdin a second time yeah. uh or or go see something else but it was it was totally a mark kind of movie yes, and i really it enjoyed it so and I, I was glad to go with you and watch you you know like when you take a kid to go see something that you think they're going to love and just watching them, their excitement. Oh, I loved it. It was intense and it was wonderful. And, and it had some moments that caught the breath in my chest and it was wonderful. I love a good monster or disaster movie. All right. So with our last few minutes, we're going to talk about movies that are yet to come this summer. Yes. That we are looking forward to. Lion King. <laughs> The Lion King is one I am I'm cautiously optimistic yeah, for. I'm super excited about. I'm excited for it, but yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic just because the same the same reasons that uh, Aladdin was my least favorite, still enjoyable but least favorite in the same way that Beauty and the Beast uh, the live action version uh, a couple of years ago was was good, but it for me it didn't land as well as as the original. Yeah. So for me, all of these remakes so far, I've liked them more than the original. So, so that's where you and I have been opposite. Well, for me, Cinderella is I love Cinderella. is almost perfect and is a better movie than than the original. And Jungle Book is a better movie mm -hmm. than the original in my mind. 
This is all opinion, but in my mind, those two movies are are better than the original. But when you get to stuff like Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, those movies are cut so well, animated so well, acted so well. Whatever problems they have aside, they for me, it's it's hard to break through that with with the live action. And I I found the kind of the tie between. Jungle Book and Cinderella and Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast is I think it's the musical component. Mm -hmm. I think that you almost need to do with the musicals. If you're going to go musical, you need to do a different version of the song. Mm -hmm. And, and there's, I feel like them being so close to the original might actually you need to kind of remix it a little bit because it's a different or, or a little bit more. It, it yeah. I feel like it lands. It, it's the, idea of uncanny valley it's you land really close to the way you think things should be but not close enough and so it in your head it just it's not quite right and yeah. and i think that's what ended up happening for aladdin and beauty and the beast for me mm -hmm. both really good movies they just not yeah. not quite where i wanted them to be but yeah. looking ahead uh we've got lion king coming up mid-july yes. i'm really excited oh. about that one uh, I'm excited about it because it has several of my favorite people in it. Uh, you've got Donald Glover as Simba. Mm -hmm. You've got James Earl Jones coming in and as Mufasa, which is going to be awesome because that man has the most wonderful booming voice. <laughs> um, honestly, they need to go ahead and just have him record lines for everything uh, he, <laughs> while they can, because he's just, he's got the best voice. Uh, you've got, uh, I think Beyonce is Nala. Okay. Uh, you have, um, Chiwetel Ejiofor, uh, I can never quite pronounce his name, is going to play Scar. I've enjoyed him in, in villains in films such as Serenity. Uh, he was also a villain in Four Brothers several years ago. You haven't seen it? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I was okay. like, I have no idea what um, you're talking about, but okay. Uh, he's a phenomenal actor. He was actually uh, kind of an anti-hero in Doctor Strange. Um, okay. But he's phenomenal actor. Can't wait to see him as the villain. There's a star-studded cast. I think it's going to be wonderful. Yes. Um, but then uh, looking outside of that, connecting to Avengers Endgame, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home actually comes out a week or two before that. And literally picks up right as soon as Avengers Endgame is done. And so I'm really looking forward to that. I loved Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, I have seen every Spider-Man film in theaters. Uh, and they're some of my favorite summer movies. Yeah. Um, with the exception of Spider-Man 3. But we don't talk about that one. Um, <laughs> that one doesn't count, right? <laughs> it counts. You've... Every, you have to have an asterisk or, or you can't have a perfect batting average. <laughs> um, looking beyond that though, uh, there are some that are already out that I haven't seen yet that I'm really looking forward yes. to. Uh, Detective Pikachu looks like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I've heard really good things. Uh, I look forward to seeing it. If you say, Mark, you're a grown man, you don't need to see that. I'm like, I just watched a superhero movie that was three hours long. I can watch a movie <laughs> about talking animals. <laughs> Uh, I'm really excited to see it. I grew up on Pokemon in the nineties, uh, and, uh, I really look forward to it. I also like Ryan Reynolds. Um, I'm also looking forward to John Wick. Uh, I enjoyed the first two, uh, John Wick Parabellum looks like a lot of fun. 
uh, it'll be one that I'll either see by myself or I'll grab a guy and go see. Yeah. Uh, I won't, I won't put you through that. Thank you. Um, now the question mark is whether or not you will go with me to see Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw is a fast and the furious spinoff, uh, starring two characters who came in in later entries and it looks like the consummate popcorn movie. I might see that one with you. Um, it's you have a special agent and a guy who works in the criminal underworld may still be a criminal warlord, may not. Uh, they are fighting a, a super super soldier gone rogue, played by Idris Elba, um, and trying to stop him from. Something. I'm not entirely sure of the plot. And honestly, it really doesn't matter yeah. because it has The Rock, Jason Statham, and Idris Elba doing big action set pieces. And it looks like it's going to be bonkers. I want to be there on opening night. Uh, I'll go with you to see that if you go with me to see that new Anne Hathaway one. I can't remember what it's called. I'll tell you what. If you can remember what it's called, we'll talk. Um <laughs> You know what one I'm talking about. It's another remake. I know. I, I know you have no desire to see it. I, I don't know that it's no desire, but it's close to no oh. desire. It's it's is there a half speed desire? Like Maybe. a I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure the term later. Anyhow. I want to say because it looks like one of the few girly type movies that are coming out, but it's not really girly. It's just a Yeah. Summer summer is slower on rom-coms but when they come out uh they usually do a rom-com with a spin so that you can do something a little different yeah but uh, if one of those comes out i may send you and and some of your friends to go see it <laughs> i i don't know anyhow so this has been our episode on summer movies i hope you've enjoyed just kind of the rambling of me talking about all the the fun <laughs> of summer movies um hopefully you've gone and seen a few of your own uh i hope you'll join us again next time as we talk about more favorite things if you've got anything that you would like us to talk about uh or something that maybe you would like to talk about on the show please email me at m b u r d e t t one two three at gmail.com. That's emberdet123 at gmail.com. I would love to hear what some of your favorite things are or maybe something that you'd like to hear us talk about. Yeah. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hi, we're Mark and Betsy. And we're adopting. So a uh, little over, gosh, it was almost 13 years ago. Uh, actually, it was longer than that. Uh, yeah. We met as co-workers at Cracker Barrel Old Country Store in Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, I asked you out by accident. Yep. And uh, 10 short months later... Um, we got married. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, there is a slight age difference between us, but I still love her anyway. <laughs> so shortly after we got married, we tried to um, start growing our family and tried to get pregnant. Um, but pretty quickly, uh, within a few months, we discovered something wasn't quite right. We wrestled with infertility for many years. It was a very dark time in my life. Being a mom was a very important goal 
for me. It was what all my identity as a woman was wrapped up in. It took several years for God to break through and show me his plan for my life. Uh, around that time, we we surrendered to, to being childless. We were going to be uh, good uncles and uh, a good uncle and aunt, but that was, that was what God had for us. But then God threw us another curveball. We found out we were pregnant. That was fantastic, miraculous news. Um, unfortunately, it was over really quick. We miscarried. I didn't think God would take away my baby since I had waited such a long time for this. And during this dark time, about a week after the miscarriage, God woke me up early one morning and he told me that my baby's name was Hope. Uh, it was in this time that we really wrestled with God um, and wrestled with our desire for a family. Up to this point, we'd, we'd kind of given up on ever being parents. We looked at foster care and adoption, but we, we didn't really think it was for us. But during this time, God was stirring our, our deepest desires to be dad and a mom. Around this time, God led us to some deeper relationships uh, through discipleship. And um, in this time, God has called each of us to uh, surrender, uh, not just for ourselves, but also for our family. And in this process, he brought us to the process of adoption. We are adopting a domestic do adoption for an infant. We are going through Bethany Christian Services. In order to do that, we need to raise a total of $26,000. Already through the generosity of Fellowship Bible Church and other friends and family, we've raised around 10,000. With that said, we still have about $16,000 left to raise. And that's where you come in. If you can help us on this path, we're hoping to raise that and then some. Anything we raise beyond that will go into the I Choose You Fund for Fellowship Bible Church to help other people bring home their children. Thank you so much for all your generosity and your support financially and prayerfully in walking through this journey with us and to help us bring home our baby. Thank you for coming alongside and being there for us financially and prayerfully as we walk this path towards bringing home our forever child. We don't know his or her name. We don't know the color of their skin. We don't know the background they're coming from. But because of your gift, we're going to be able to bring baby Burdette home. Thank you so much. Thank you.